The IZ Robot Stuck at Home Show. Hey kids, it is me, it is your dude, Izzy Robots. We're back with another super exciting episode of the Stuck at Home Show. This is the show in which, like, I don't know, man, we're all stuck inside the house, there's nothing to do, we're bored out of our gourds, but we're gonna... We're going to take those sad moods, going to turn them into glad moods. It's going to be a hoot and a half for everybody. We got a lot of we got a lot of fun stuff ahead of us. Excuse me. I'm uh I'm reaching away from the mic. I I have this GI Joe in here that I have wanted to open for the longest time. I got this one uh I got this one before Father's Day, but then the Father's Day ones took precedent, obviously, but I I wanted to get up on this one for a while. Let's uh let's open the handy dandy Arthur Fonzarelli brand Switchblade, which we got right here. Let's cut into the box. This is um, this is a pretty good box, I have to say, for uh, for comparison to some of the other shipping I've done. You get Joes and envelopes. You get Joes and like all kinds of stuff. But uh, this is this is a nice, solid, new-looking box. Um, let's let's go through here. Well taped. Let me shut the uh, blade. Don't want to get cut by accident. There is um, an air bubble. Two air bubbles. And then the figure himself is wrapped inside bubble wrap. Very good job to my, um, to my homie in Modesto. Big shout out to Modesto, California, 935350. I got that wrong, but, uh, you get the idea. Let's, um, let's cut through here. I shut the blade a bit too early. Let me see where the tape is. I, I cut myself again the other week. Not with the Arthur Fonzarelli brand Switchblade. This one, I, uh... I was going through, um, the fence. There's a hole in the fence over at the middle school that people used to cut through. And I was going through the hole in the fence and I cut my hand open going through. So I'm trying to be like, I'm trying to be extra cautious as, a uh, as of late. But this one's healing up nicely. And the giant one I did on my thumb the other week is, uh, almost healed up. But let's, um, let's get through here. It's hard to get into these sometimes, but I appreciate that, man. The harder it is to get in the less likely your dude is to get damaged, which is, you know, that's not like a hard or fast rule by any means. I just felt like I cannot get into this. And I got the Arthur Fonzarelli brand Switchblade. Man, this, uh, this is some durable tape. I gotta tell you, dude, this is, the blade's not going through. And this blade, this blade is like laser sharp. It can cut through just about anything, man. This is like, this is like Wolverine's claws, but even even sharper. I got a piece open, but I can't, I can't do it. I'm failing you guys, and I, I apologize. I want to see him so bad. I want to be with you for the rest of my life. My new G.I. Joe friend, um, I'm just ripping through this at this point. I got it. This was like a triple wrap. Good for you, my dudes who, uh, did this in the first place, my new Modesto homies. The guy that I got here is a guy that goes by the name of Gung Ho. Gung Ho is the representative of the G.I. Joe team from the vaunted Marine Corps. This is a guy I've never had and I've wanted for a while. The main reason I've wanted him for so long, and let me, uh, let me reach over here, is because I have his weapons in the, um in the big cache of G.I. Joe stuff. I got him. Here's his backpack. He has a blue backpack, light blue. Let's put that on you right here. And then I got to go over here because I said to the side the other day, I have his, uh, his weapon. Our boy has a grenade launcher that he uses as his main form of armament. So I, I got them both. You are now complete, gung-ho. Good for you. This is, 
a nice figure. He's in good shape. He has both his thumbs. I, I've always thought this was a weird one. He's one of the main characters on the show, but he's never one that, like, really, like, spoke to me. I just wanted him because he was so prominent on the cartoon, but I always thought it was weird how Homeboy had a vest with no shirt. I think that's weird when people do that. I've never... I've never really seen people do that in real life, but people seem to do it in popular fiction all the time. He has the Marine Corps logo tattooed on his chest. It's it's in nice shape. I like how his grenade launcher has a strap so you can hang it over his shoulder. Let's um let's see if we can fit his gun into his hand easily. Um it looks like it's going to go. I don't really don't really feel the need to force it. Um but I I will at some point. He's looking pretty good, man. Gung Ho's dope. Let's uh, let's see what the handy dandy GI Joe guy. You know, if I was a pro, if I was a pro with this, like my guy Preston from the Way Back Attack. That's a good show. Listen to that if you don't already. But I'm assuming you do. If I was a, if I was a pro like him, I would have all these things ready. But I, I never have a darn thing ready. Uh, I'm not a pro. I'm a scrub. What can I do? What can I do? I guess I could try to improve, but what would be the fun of that? Let's uh, let's look for gung-ho up in here. What year is gung-ho? 84? 84? 85? I think? I'm not not super sure off the top of my head. Um, da-da-da. Gung-ho. Where are you? I'm having a hard time. This is This is turning out to be awful radio again. When doesn't it, though? When isn't it? awful radio when you're listening to the stuck at home show we do um we do everything you're not supposed to do we talk away from the mic we flippy flap through things i'm the worst i should probably just retire right now um i can't find him uh da, da, da. i know you're one of the early guys gung hizo but where where are you in my book flippy flapping here's the first year 1982 Went through 1982. Now we're into 1983. There's The Pit. There's Grand Slam. There's Hawk. There's Breaker. There's Clutch. There's Short Fuse. There's Zizap. Grand Slam. Duke. There's Duke. Wild Bill. Torpedo. Snow Job. Destro. There's Destro. Um, now we're moving forward into 1984. I know that there's, like, dudes out there right now who are, like, actual, factual G.I. Joe experts, and you're probably screaming, you idiot, he's this year. I imagine all you guys scream that I'm an idiot when you're listening to the show, but I... I'm glad you listen at any rate. Let's see, now we're into 1985. That seems like... doesn't seem right at all. I feel like I'm just missing him in here. Let's, uh... Let's see. He has to be one of the early homeboys because he was in the cartoon. Uh, let's look into it. I have another guide. Let's get into this guy. This is turning out so great. You guys must be having a great time. Number 32 is Gung Ho. Uh, Gung Ho. Let's see. This is a more visual guide. It's smaller. It's easy to... Uh... He's in 1983. Why didn't I see him when I was in the 83 section? What a dum-dum. I'm I'm off my game today, guys. Oh, here he is, Gung-Ho. You know why? He was on the other page. Uh, Gung-Ho's prototype file card provides valuable insight into the character's past prior enlistment into the character's past prior to his enlistment in the USMC. Subject was born into a large back swamp Cajun clan and he entered the family poaching business at the age of 13. 
by the age of 13. By 17, he had moved to New Orleans and won a reputation as a bare-knuckle brawler to be reckoned with and a knife fighter. Joining the Marines at 18, he graduated at the top of his class. Well, looks like he's the right guy for this kind of duty. Dude's like a bare-knuckle fighter, stabbing guys with knives at barns. I don't know if he's a, a good person. Let's see, we got a note here from a lead designer, Ron Rudat, that says, Gung-ho comes from memories of my father and my uncle, both Marines and knife fighters. I added that part myself. The cap that Gung-Ho is wearing is the traditional herringbone cap like my dad wore during after, during and after WW2. The globe and the anchor on his chest was a tattoo, but we at Hasbro had to change the logo so we didn't conflict with the actual Marine Corps logo, which is a trademark. That's, that's interesting. What does the actual factual Marine Corps logo look like? I, I know not. I like you, Gung-Ho, despite the fact that, like... You've probably murdered people in the past. You probably stabbed people to death in bar fights. You got drunk. You got drunk on the, uh, on the moonshine, went down to the Latin Quarter and stabbed somebody in the neck for looking at you wrong. Well, you know what? If you didn't have a little mustache, if you weren't wearing a vest with no shirt, people might not look at you like you're, uh, dressed kind of silly. And you wouldn't have to stab them in the throat. But still, still, I'm, uh, I'm glad to have you in my group. You're gonna go... You're going to go into Team uh, C. That was the deal. Team C gets the most recent uh, draft picks, I guess, overall. But I would like you on Team 1 because you're one of the original cartoon characters. So I might see if we can arrange a trade. Let's see. Let's, uh, let's take a look at the squads. I'm away from the mic again. More good radio for you guys. Uh, let's see who we can trade. I'm talking really loud. I'm still in green, so you should be able to hear me. Who from, um... Who from squad one wants to go to squad three? Let's see. Gotta be somebody good. Gotta be somebody good. Gotta be somebody fun. I am thinking maybe Recoil or Budo. Maybe Budo could go down or uh, Barbecue could go down. Um, I don't know. We'll see. One of those guys, one of those dudes will definitely be swapped. I'm coming back, putting my cans back on. Let's, uh... Let's move forward into Pandemic Pantry after this. He'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe. Cobra's attacking our winter outpost. Call the members of the G.I. Joe team. And here's Gung Ho, Airborne, Doc, and Snowjob. And every Joe has a two-handed battle grip. Get aboard the Battle Bear. It's G.I. Joe to the rescue. G.I. Joe. We chased off Cobra. G.I. Joe Battle Bear. Joe and Cobra figures each sold separately from Hasbro. The Pandemic Pantry with your host, the Sausagitarian. What's up? It's your girl, Sarah Burr, the Sausagitarian here in the Pandemic Pantry. This week we are cooking zucchini butter. Do you have a lot of zucchini? I think this is a terrific problem. I love zucchini. I generally can't get enough. I also am terrible at growing zucchini, so I depend on the generosity of other people unloading their giant garden zucchini on me. I love it. Uh, Yesterday, I put on my mask and I rode my bike down to the farmer's market and I got a buttload of zucchini. They were like 50 cents a pop. And I brought them back 
And I made myself some zucchini butter. This is a really easy way you can cook down that zucchini. You can even have this stuff on hand to freeze it. And you're probably thinking, zucchini butter, what is that? You grate zucchini and you cook it, cook it, cook it, cook it, cook it, and a skillet until it's really concentrated and kind of sweet. Here's what you're gonna do. You grate your zucchini. You want about four cups of zucchini. You heat a good glug of olive oil or a nice knob of butter in a skillet at least 10 inches across, okay? You're gonna heat that skillet over medium heat. You got your oil or your butter in there. And once it's heated through, you're gonna add that zucchini and you're gonna cook it down for a long time. Stir that zucchini up about once every minute or so and gradually you will reduce the heat because the moisture will evaporate out of the skillet and the zucchini is gonna start concentrating and becoming dense. A dense blob of cooked down vegetables. When it is reduced in volume by oh my gosh, like three quarters. You're you're not going to have that much left out of those to end up with about one cup of zucchini butter, all right? And that can take 30 minutes of cooking and you might need to gradually reduce the heat. The longer this cooks, the more frequently you're going to need to stir it and you may need to add a little more oil. And that's all you got to do. It helps to have this very highly seasoned. Add a lot of salt. Salt Salt makes things yummy. Morton salt in the familiar blue package or convenient table shakers. When it rains, it pours. That's it. Um, you can finish this with some more gloves of olive oil if you want it to be really, really rich. And what you do is you get yourself some good bread and you toast it and you put this on top and like make your family eat it. Force feed your family zucchini. And just do all the stuff, right? Enjoy your summer. Take care of yourself. Be a good person. I know you are. Thanks for listening. And I will see you next week. You are listening to the Stuck at Home Show. After a while, the day starts to melt together. They really do, don't they? I mean, I um, I thought it was Monday, but it's actually Tuesday. But at any rate, big shout out to the Sausagetarian. She goes by the name of Sarah Burr. That's B-I-R. You can find her on Google. You can find her on Instagram. You can find her on Netscape. You can find her anywhere, man. Just... Do a Google of that, and it's going to point you in the right direction. She puts she puts a ton of fun stuff over on her Instagram. Lots of pictures of food she's making, things she's doing. It's it's good, man. It's worth worth a follow. Uh, let's see what's uh what's going on. Zucchinis are like a staple of a garden, of like a summer garden. Right now, we got like the whole garden in full effect. We got the tomatoes. We got cucumbers. We got carrots. We got potatoes. We have an artichoke plant. We got a few fruit trees, and the the thing we seem to have the most of, or at least wind up with the most of, is of course zucchinis, dude. They just grow like crazy. They grow super big, but that's that's cool, man, because there's like a million and one uses for these things. The wife likes to make uh, zucchini bread, of course. That's one of the number one things you do with a zucchini. She likes she likes to take them, and she hollows them out a little bit, like hollows out like the uh, seed portion, you know, the, like the like the middle piece, and then she'll put like rice. She makes like a rice with like cheese and stuff, like cheesy rice, and she'll put it all through the top there. And you like you put that in the oven, you bake it for a little bit to get like a crispy top. That's that's a delight. She'll uh she'll make like um zucchini cakes, not a zucchini bread or a zucchini cake. These are zucchini cakes where she'll like she like shreds them up and like puts other stuff in there, and then she like fries them in the air fryer. So there's like a million and one things you can do with these, dude. These are like, these are absolutely a staple of the summer diet. And this butter idea is one I never, not, never, never, ever thought of. So that's really great. I'm going to run this by the uh, old wife, see what she has to say about that. It's really cool that uh, Sarah shares her 
her knowledge. I'm always hitting her up. We have this, uh, we have this email correspondence that's been going on for, like, forever. I've known, I've known Sarah for, like, going on 20 years now. Like, 20 years. And we, we've had, like, this email correspondence going on for, like, the entirety of that time. She's here in Santa Rosa for a while. Then she ended up going back home to, uh, Ohio. And we've... We just, you know, email back and forth. We we write letters back and forth. We send packages and stuff. It's very, very nice, very comfortable uh, relationship. And it's great for me to have her, have her here on the uh, the show with us. I hope that you guys dig it. Uh, let's see what's up. I think that I might I might head on over to the garage comic shop. I need to get some books. I think that um I think the, my pull list might be in, and I I need something to read. So why don't I uh. Let's see, um, yeah, let's go on over there. Let's, let's head. We're gonna go right now. I'm gonna bring the mini recorder. Let's go. Welcome to the IC Robots Garage Comic Shop. Hey you, I have your pull list here. Make sure to pay for it today. I'm not running a charity that gives away free comics to losers. It's been a while since I got one of these. Let's see what's in uh, the monthly pull list. Only four things, man. That's that's not great. Uh, Lois Lane number 10. That looks pretty good. Uh, Lois Lane number 11. That looks pretty good. That's in a 12-issue series. That's almost over. And then Action Comics. With uh, Superman on the cover, obviously, and then a uh, Legion of Superheroes. That's that's all fun. That's Japanese wrestling on right now. That's interesting too. A uh, little different vibe than usual. Usually, you're playing cartoons. Let's uh, let's go back here to the stacks and see what we can find to bring home to read. Man, there's a lot of those toys from last time are still here. I guess you haven't got your thousand, your thou wow that you wanted out of those. Uh, let me move some of the stuff out of here. Uh, let's dig into the comic shop. Um, let's go over... Let's look in this box. This is... Starts at Daredevil and goes all the way to... Uh, oh, there's some G.I. Joes in here. This could be fun. Let's... um. If I sound different, it's because I have my mask on. You know, being in a public place and all. We gotta... We definitely got to stay safe. What's in here? The Crisis on Infinite Earths? That looks like fun. I haven't read that in a while. I got one, two, seven, eight, nine. That's it. I'm missing a lot of those. Dakota North. Here's a bunch of Daredevils. I love Daredevils. I think if you asked me what character I have the most comics of, it might very well be um, Daredevil. I have so many Daredevils. Daredevil through the Bendis run, and then here is Dark Rain. That looks good. The Dark Knight. Uh, the Dark Avengers. That looks good. I wonder what that's about. Um, very uh, interesting. Dark Avengers. Sometimes you buy these things, it's like you don't even remember buying them. I have 175, 179, 177, 178. Let's put these in order. 177. 178. Don't have 176. 179. Nah, I don't want to take a look at those. Deceased. I just recently read that demo. What is this? Dr. Spectrum. 
That's part of the that's part of the Squadron Supreme. I'm sorry, I'm talking away from you guys and the TV's on. Uh eight ball, got some issues of eight ball, Electra. What's this? Ooh, an Elvira. Empire number one, Empress. Empress is pretty good. That's a Mark Miller book. I got one, two, three. Two, three? But two, four, five, six. I don't really think I want to read that though. I don't remember being super impressed. Event Leviathan, I just read that. Ex Machina by Brian K. Vaughn. That was a good one. Some Fantastic Fours. A whole bunch of Fantastic Fours, to be honest. Was I recently reading this? These Dan Slots? Maybe I could read those. Let's see. How many of these do I have? One, two, only two. I guess I gave it up. Dan Slot had a big run on She-Hulk. That was good. Shout out to the nerdy blogger. She-Hulk's her fave. Uh, Frayed Ends. I'm not seeing anything in this box that I really want to take a look at. What is this? World War Hulk. Frontline. World War Hulk was fun. This is, uh... How many of these do I have? Frontline, I guess I have a lot of these. I don't even remember reading this. Freedom Fighters, Frontline, eight, nine, I have 11. Just take a look at these three Frontlines here. These look like fun. Let's uh, let's see what other trouble we can get into in the Hit Girl, Hulk, Huck. Nah, nah, nah. Not feeling any of these. Secret Empire, Secret Invasion, Secret War. Maybe I'll take some of these She-Hulks. Here's She-Hulk number one. This is number one in the slot run. Maybe I'll take that. Two, three, four. Maybe I'll take the first six of those and I'll read those and then I'll get back to you guys and let you know what I think. That Japanese wrestling's weird. The ring just blew up. I don't know what that's about. Hayabusa's in this match. Shout out to the Parappa the Rappa of the Napa Valley, Gino Vega himself, and Hayabusa. He just blew up. I think I'll get these. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and then also my pull list. Hey, uh, what's it gonna cost for this? I got these ones here, and then those ones over there that you're holding for me. Those are all very rare. 85 smacker, it's Jay Brony. 85 bucks? That is She-Hulk number one. You know, very hard to find. Yeah, I know this is a She-Hulk number one, but it's not like the first appearance of She-Hulk. It's 85 bucks. But I will throw in bags and boards and also some flyers. It's a great deal. Okay, 85 bucks. I guess you're the only shop in town. The only one that would let someone like you in. At least. Talk to you guys in a minute. We make your children throw furniture. We really do. Even though I, I wish we didn't, I've received multiple reports of furniture throwing. And that's, that's not the best thing in the world, but it is, it is what it is, man. It's not my fault. It's your parenting fault. You know, I, I'm just saying what I say. If your kids throw a chaise lounge across the, the living room, so be it. I, I saw Red Dawn. On, um, I think it was on TNT the other day. I recorded it. I thought it was going to be the new one. The one with, uh, the kid from Josh and Drake or whatever it is. The one with, the one with Chris Hemsworth. But it, um, it turned out to be the original one, which was 
which was a pleasant surprise. It's obviously superior to the to the newer one, but I I got to admit, I don't hate the newer one either. I think it's fine. I think it's not like a great movie or anything, but it's it's fine. It's okay. It doesn't doesn't bother me or anything. But the the original Red Dawn is an absolute it's an absolute classic of an 80s film and it it got me thinking to uh when I when I saw the movie myself. And this may have been a story that I've told in the past, but there's been like there's been like so many episodes of my my stupid shows that every once in a while we're going to get like a we're going to get a repeat a repeat tale and not everybody's heard everything, dude. So if I if I have to, I can I can reuse the story. But at any rate, I I think I was like 10, like 10 or 11 when when Red Dawn came out and this was like at the peak of when everybody thought we were going to go to war with Russia. It seemed like it seemed like almost inevitable that there was either going to be like a nuclear war or there was going to be like a war war and they they kind of capitalized on this when i say they i mean like the entertainment industry kind of capitalized on this with like nuclear war movies and 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 all kinds of things of that that sort and then one of the main things that they did was this this movie Red Dawn you've all seen Red Dawn you've all heard of Red Dawn i don't feel like i have to go uh, too in depth into what it is but you know maybe you have it it's a movie about it's a movie about a bunch of colorado teens who head for the hills when russia invades their their town. I think it's called Calumet. They invade the town of Calumet and all, all the kids go into the um into the mountains and form form like a jungle fighting team called the Wolverines. They go in there and they they strike back at the Russians and the Cubans who combined to try to take everything over. I I wanted to see this movie like crazy bad. I think that everybody who was around at that time wanted to see this movie crazy bad. And my family didn't go to the movies like a ton. We would go every once in a while, like seriously, like once in a blue moon. It wasn't like something that we really partook in. But I I was like super insistent that my dad take me to see this movie. I just like, I had to see it. I had to see it. I was obsessed with nuclear war. I was obsessed with Russian invasions. I, I was always thinking that like there were going to be Russians knocking at my window any day. And when this movie came out, I'm just like... I absolutely 1,000% have to see it because I need to know what it's going to be like when the Russians come and me and my friends form a band and, and fight them off. But we we were able to convince him. When I say we, I mean me and my brother because he, he came along too. My brother was like, he was like super small at the time. He must have been like five or like six, like super duper duper small. And we were able to, um we were able to convince my dad to take us. So we went, we went to, I think it was UA5, which is over on Mendocino Avenue. It's no longer in, uh, in the theater game. It's now a church, I think. I've wanted to go into this church for a long time and see what they've done to the interior of, uh, of UA5. UA5 is where the wife used to work back in the day. I worked at UA6. Over on Third Street, she was at the Five. Eventually, we met, we married, blah 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 blah. We went to the uh, we went to the Five to see it, and when the when the movie started, I was like immediately terrified, like right from the jump. The opening scene where the Russian paratroopers land and shoot up the school and take over the town is like it's absolutely horrifying. And I remember just being like, I am so out of my depth here. I was not like a horror movie fan. I was a kid prone to scary dreams, and I stayed away from. Like, all kinds of scary things, and this was, like, immediately, immediately way over my head as far as what I could under undertake for violence and adventure. So I, like, I ducked down in my seat. I remember, like, I kept ducking and ducking and ducking lower and lower and lower until eventually I was, like, on the floor. I was, like, on the floor, sitting there, unable to watch. I felt so bad for my dad in retrospect. And I was thinking about this, I felt so bad because dude got, like, three movie tickets, popcorn sodas, I was insistent on going, and then what did I do? I sat on the floor with my hands over my ears. I was horrified. I was just completely freaked out the whole time. And then finally, you know, we made it through the whole movie. And I remember at one point I was like, 
I was down on the floor and there was a kid in front of me, sitting in, in the row in front of me. And he's also like super scrunched down. He's like super scrunched. And I said, is it over? Is it over? And this was at the scene where they're showing how they've made a monument out of the rock that the Wolverines would carve the name of their dead in, right? They were like American flags. And it's aware that like eventually we ended up winning the war, regaining Colorado. And he's like, I think we won. I think we won. I see an American flag. I can see it. And that that made me happy because like in my mind, this was like a real life thing. Like this is what would happen if Russia came. If they came, it would turn out exactly like this. At first they would win. But then we would win it back, so it felt a little better. I was still terrified, but I I felt a little better. And then we all headed out to the car, and we headed home. We headed home, and my dad's, um, he had an Isuzu, an Isuzu pup. This, like, tan truck. And we're all, we're all in the truck, and we're going down Mendocino Avenue, and all of a sudden the car just, like, it just, like, stopped. It just, like, it's dead, won't work, made, like, a clunking sound. And we're all just, like, we're stranded in downtown. And this is the, the pre-cell phone days, right? So we, we went over to a um to a payphone to call and see if my mom or maybe my grandma or my grandpa could, like, drive out to uh, pick us up. And the phone was busy. We later found out that it got knocked off the hook. Remember when this was a thing? Like, the phone would be off the hook and it would show up as, like, perma-busy and you were unable to call home. And it would always seem to, like, happen when, like, you had some kind of an emergency. Like, you fell off your bike and busted your elbow, and you have to call home. Phone's off the hook. You can't get through. But we couldn't get through, so my dad's like, well, I guess we I guess we gotta walk. So we start walking. And I, I'm not even kidding. This is like four or five miles from home. It's like so far, and you have to go down, like, you gotta go down Highway 12 to get back to Rinkin Valley. And we're walking, and we're walking, and we're walking, and it was hot. I remember being like, I remember being super hot. And also, I was like an incredible wuss at the time. Like the biggest wuss you could ever imagine in your life. And we're walking. And we're walking and we're walking. And finally, we made it to the shopping center where there's a Safeway now. But at the time, there was, I believe it was a Petrini's, a Petrini's grocery. And this was where the toy works. There was a toy store there. Now it's a bank and there was longs. So we stopped there. And now I know that's not very far at all. I could walk that in like 20 minutes. I'm not even kidding. As an adult, it's like a 20 minute walk from the movie theater there. No big deal in any way. But I was like, I was gassed. My brother was five. My dad was carrying him. So we stopped at this grocery uh, store and uh, we called home. We called home again, but still, the phone was busy and we're sitting there trying to figure out what we should do because we're still a long way from home and we got to go down the highway. So my dad decides he's going to sacrifice himself and he's like, you guys wait here. You guys sit here. I'm going to walk home. Here's like two or three dollars. And when I get home, we'll come back. In your mom's car. She had um, this big blue car at the time. This big blue Ford. I Ford Fairlane? I don't even know. That's No, that's a movie with Dice Clay. I don't I don't even remember. But we, um, we waited there, me and my brother. And I was like 10. And he was like 5. And this was one of the first times where like I was absolutely in charge. Where I was like in charge of the situation completely. So we went. We went into the toy works. And we looked around. I really miss that store. The toy works. There's still a toy works in Sebastopol. And I also think that there's one in Sonoma, but there's not one, there's not one here. This is the kind of toy store where they have like, they have like hippie toys, like building toys and educational toys and stuff. Not the kind of toy store that has like Star Wars figures and superpowers figures and all the things at the time. That was, that was Toy and Model in Montgomery Village. Toy and Model in Montgomery Village was the bomb toy store. This toy store was also dope. 
But this is where you got Playmobiles, not G.I. Joes, if you know what I mean. But we, we hung around there and we looked around. We went into Petrini's and looked around. One thing I remember is like, we walked around Petrini's and we're just like walking around and walking around and looking around. And this guy, this guy came up who worked there and he's like, do you guys want a sample of salami? And he had like a salami and he cut us off each like a big chunk. And we ate it and we walked around like the shopping center. We went over to Long's, looked around Long's. Long's had toys too. Long's, was, I've mentioned this before, Long's was like the bomb spot for uh, like He-Man knockoffs. That's where they would have like the Galaxy Warriors and all the other random action figures that were sort of based on like the He-Man body types. We went over there and we looked around. And one one like one incredibly distinct memory I have of this trip is was there was a, a, a Coke machine. Like like a soda machine out in front of the Petrini's and the machine would talk. Like if you put in a dollar, it would say, you've inserted one dollar or something like that. And if you push like the Coke button, it would be like, you've selected Coke or you've selected Fanta or you've selected Dr. Pib or, or whatever. And we like, we hung around in front of that machine for a while, just like checking it out and waiting for people to buy stuff so that we could, we could hear the voice talk. And then eventually... My dad made it all the way home. I got to give it up to the old man for that. That was like a super long trek. I would not want to do it. It was hot. You got to go down Highway 12. You can you can dip down Highway 12. There's a trail by the creek. But this like, this area is notorious for having like crazy homeless guys hang out there. There's like an underground trail. There's a bridge underneath. And it's, it's super sketch. I myself, as like a fully formed grown adult, would like avoid this area. Even now, I would still walk down the highway. But as long, I got to give it up to the old man. He made it. He came back and rescued us. But, like, every time I watch, every single time I watch Red Dawn, this whole day, like, floods back to me. It, like, really comes back. It's one of the one of the super vivid memories of my life. Just going into Toy Works, hanging out in front of that soda machine, going into Long's. One of the, one of the really great features of Long's was they had a soda machine in the front that had... It had all kinds of wacky flavors. It wasn't like a Coke machine. It wasn't like that kind of thing. It would give you like soda in like a paper cup. And it was only a quarter. They had like pineapple soda. That was that was always my choice because you couldn't find pineapple anywhere else. This was like a non-existent flavor as far as I was concerned. They might have had like pineapple Shasta at the Safeway, but we didn't get that. We would get soda at the house, but it was always Coke and 7-Up. When I say Coke, I mean generic cola. And when I say 7-Up, I mean, you know, generic lemon lime. Always Coke. And lemon lime, which is weird because even nowadays, as an adult, when we buy soda, it's always Coke Zero, Diet 7-Up. Always, 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 always. Unless they're having like one of those big sales where it's like, you can buy five for 12 and then we'll mix in like an orange or whatever, just to kind of, just to kind of keep it fresh. But uh, man, every time I see Red Dawn, this all comes back to me. Red Dawn is like, it's a really great movie. It's hokey. It's kind of corny. It's over the top violent. But the cast on that is phenomenal. You got Patrick Swayze. You got Jennifer Grey. Jennifer Grey was really great at this time. This is the two of them are coming off Dirty Dancing. And this is just like, it's amazing to see Baby and Johnny Castle in the war together. It's amazing. It's great. You got Charlie Sheen. It's just an awesome, awesome, awesome movie. I think that it holds up to uh, to this day. But uh, I think we're going to get out of here. This is me. I see robots getting ready to sign off my throat. My throat is going. I've done one long 15-minute take telling the story. I hope you guys are doing good, man. I hope that everything is, is going well for you guys. I really, I implore you, do your best to stay inside. The reason I do this show is hopefully to help you guys stay inside and be a little less bored. The reason we got the pandemic pantry 
is to show you guys something you can do when you're inside. You can take these zucchinis, you can make zucchini butter. It's like, I just want you to stay inside, I want you to wear a mask, I want you all to be safe. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign off with this. This past week, somebody that the wife knew passed away from the bug. It was more of a friend of a friend than an actual friend, but it was somebody that she has known, she has met, she knows her name. They got the bug, they passed away quickly. And this was a dude who had a family, he had a wife, he had kids. So look, it can happen to anyone. This guy was not old. He was like a little bit older than me, but not infirmed in any way. He had no health conditions. He got it and it was over fast. So please, please, my dudes, take care of yourself. Wear a mask if you go out. Don't go out if you don't have to. That's really, I think, the key here. Stay inside for the most part. I know it's boring. I know it's whack. No one loves it. But I, I think just for the time being, let's all be safe. The safer we are, the quicker it goes away, the quicker life goes back to what it once was. The beauty of life with flea markets and thrift stores and toy stores and all kinds of, all kinds of fun stuff like that. So let's, let's stay together and hope for a better tomorrow. This is me, Ice Robot, saying, do the time. Don't let the time do you. Times seem hard right now, but you gotta believe things are getting better. Birds are migrating again, rains are back, stuff's, stuff's getting better. Things are getting better. This has been an IC Robots radio production.